Hi, everybody. It's Miriam Goldberg speaking, continuing Amunim Vitechon made practical from last week and from the beginning of this week. So just starting out with an idea um, from the Bala Turim about Amunim Bitachon. Um, I must have seen it somewhere, but I can't exactly quote where. It says in Bereshis, in Pasuk Beis, Va'aret ha'isa so vavo v'choshech al pnei sahom, v'ruach alokim ha'chefes al pnei ha'mayim. So the Baal Torah over there says about the choshech, he says it's a remez la galios. And if we think about galus, galus is really a very dark time. The darkness is almost tangible. If you think about the darkness that was in Mitzrayim, it was such a heavy darkness that they actually couldn't move. It was like a tangible um, darkness. And that's also what the Balatorim is saying. So that is, in essence, the galus that we're going through, is that everything seems as if it's dark. It seems like we're in this big choshech. And then the Pasa continues with, Following this tremendous choshech, the Balatorim says, Meaning the final stages before Mashiach, there will be a tremendous, tremendous darkness. And we, we know something, when something is clear to us as day, that expression that's used, as clear as day, then there's no Indian of the Muna really involved. That's already considered a yidiya, a, a knowledge, an understanding, a fact. And when it's dark, really, that's when a person is required to use their amuna, to apply their amuna in that situation. And I think, in essence, that that is what the Balaturim is saying over here, meaning, meaning in maybe a deeper level, a deeper, deeper understanding, is that a person has this opportunity throughout the Galuyos to really apply his amuna bitachon throughout this choshech, throughout the situations that don't seem to make sense to us. And that's what we really started with on Sunday, is analyzing different situa- different types of situations of when something happens to me that was directly from Hashem, a disease, Hashem, or something that was my own wrongdoing, or when someone caused me some pain or anguish. So elaborating on that a little bit further, when a person attributes everything that happens to him from to Hashem, then he will never take revenge on whoever it is that carried out that pain or that sar, whatever it may be. And we know the Isser and the Torah of Nikima and Nesira, of taking revenge, and it's exactly stemming from this, because it's a lack of emunah bitachon when a person says, I am going to take revenge, or I'm going to do like this, or that, or the other, um, to the other person. So that's when it's someone who's actually causing me uh, anguish and pain. And it says really beautifully in Mishlei, Pasuk, When Hashem wants, even a person's enemies can reconcile with them. And Rav Kalman explained this really, really nicely. And he said that if you think of the Christian world, from hundreds of years ago, you had the Crusaders. They hated us with all their might. They persecuted us. They tried killing us and just exterminating us. And in this generation, you see that there are so many Christians that are big Ohave um, Yisrael. How genuine it is, I don't know, but they are considered, or at least they consider themselves as big Ohave Yisrael and big, big donors and supporters of 
um, of the Jewish people. And that's, in essence, what Rav Kalman was saying, is that when Hashem wants, He can even turn a person's worst enemy into their best friend. And I'm sure that if we all think about it, we can think about different circumstances, different situations, where you had to come in contact with a difficult person, and that tends to happen from time to time. And sometimes a difficult person ends up turning around and ends up becoming, yes, literally almost our best friend. I remember at one of my workplaces, when I first started working there, I uh, encountered a woman who I thought to myself, and I'll never forget this thought, I thought to myself, it must have been either on day one or day two of the job, my initial thought about this woman was, I will never become friendly with her. I didn't like her attitude, her personality, her demeanor, and everything. The P.S. of that story is we became such good friends that she is the only person that I kept up with from that workplace and it's an amazing thought, but it just goes to show that really it's in the hands of Hashem. So that's when someone is causing me that anguish or that tsar to know to really attribute that to Hashem. It just gives us a chizak, and we can try to dig into our own experiences and our own past and our own situations to try to be able to... Um, identify such a situation that happened to us in the past in order to gain koach for a situation which we're currently in and that hopefully should give us that koach, that inspiration to really know that chizot, that really ultimately it's only coming from Hashem and they are really only that shaliach. Like we said, it's like that dog that's running after the stick that's hitting him when in essence he should really be running after the person that's holding the stick. So that's an example or a little bit of an, a deeper understanding about when someone causes me anguish. But Benit Lapido tells over a very, very cute story about a mosquito. And this really goes into the category of also when someone else is causing me harm or anguish. It doesn't have to be a person. It could be an object or it could even be an animal. So the story that she tells over is she was trying to fall asleep one night, and this mosquito kept on just buzzing in her ear and buzzing in her ear, and she was trying to kill the mosquito and just was not going away. And at some point, I guess the mosquito just woke her up so much that she decided to just get up and say to Helen. And so she started saying to Helen, and an hour went by and two hours went by, and she wasn't feeling sleepy until... Um, morning came and the sun rose and it was maybe 5.30 or 6 a.m. She, she had finished the entire Sefer Tehillim. At 6 o'clock in the morning, she figured to herself, she's not getting back into bed. She's ready to really start the day. And all of a sudden, she hears the phone ringing and she picks up the phone and it's her son on the end of the line. And he says to her, Mommy, we get a mazel tov. My wife just gave birth. And so she says to him, really, wow, that's so amazing. How come you didn't call me when you were admitted to the hospital? You know how much I like davening for all my children and children-in-law to have an easy labor um, and an easy birth. So he said to her, to be honest with you, my wife was admitted around 1 o'clock in the morning, and the big debate between myself and my wife was, should we call mommy or should we not call mommy? Should we call or should we not? So my wife said that you would want to know so that you could stay up and say to Helen. And he, the son says, well, I told my wife that there is no way that I'm waking up my mother because that knowing her, she will stay up an entire night in order to say to Helen. And Rabbi Lapidot said to him, don't worry, I did that already. So he says to her, so how did you know? She says, a mosquito revealed the secret to me. 
And I think it's a very, very powerful story. It's an adorable story, and it's a very powerful story that really drives this point home of even attributing a mosquito to Hashem and knowing that even in that situation where a person is having that difficulty falling asleep, it's knowing that even there it's really ultimately only coming from Hashem and no one else. So Benit Lapido also tells over that she had a friend that tripped over a certain curb on a street and she was hospitalized for months with different complications with her leg, etc. And she said that years later, whenever she passed that curb, she was always cursing that curb. And she said, like, it seems so ludicrous for a person to be cursing an object but Lamaisa, sometimes, unfortunately, we do the same. We give koach to a certain object, to a certain matter, to a certain substance, when really, obviously, if we were to think about it just a little bit more, then we would really acknowledge that it's only coming from Hashem. Rav Ara says in Garden of Emunah that there are people that are chatsi chatsi. And what do we mean by that, chatsi chatsi? So they say like this, Of course I know that everything is from Hashem. Why is she doing this to me? Meaning, we, we're kivyacho, we're pu- pulling a from one, and we're attributing it to Hashem. But then we're saying, why did this person do this to me? So there is no chati chati. Obviously, if a person has to carry out a certain hashtadus in a certain situation, then we do that. But it's with a totally different mindset when you know that it's only coming from Hashem. And sometimes in the heat of the moment, I find that we really lose ourselves. I find that at least with myself. Maybe the Nashim Tzidkani Osan holding on a very high madriga. But at least with myself, many times I find that like when you're in a heated argument, you're totally losing yourself. And that's when you sort of have to press that pause button. It's really the Yetzirah. It's the Satan that confuses us. It's a choshech. Again, he brings that choshech. He covers our eyes. He masks our eyes in order for us to think that it's being um, done or whatever is happening is because of this person or that person or maybe it's a kochiva otamiyadi. When in essence, obviously, if we would have clarity in that moment, we would really know that it's only from Hashem. So sometimes when you find yourself getting very upset set or very worked up in a certain situation, and it could be with a child, it could be with a neighbor, it could even be with a spouse, pause, stop, remind yourself that this is only from Hashem, Hashem and then your mindset is totally different. I've really tried it. I can't tell you that I can always apply this because there are situations that are more challenging than others, but try Try really applying this in the smaller situations where you feel that you're less invested in them. And then, hopefully, you're exercising that muscle. As we said, emuna is milashon lehit amen, it's exercise. So you're exercising that muscle. And then, hopefully, when you're really coming to those bigger situations, you've already exercised that muscle. You're able to apply that. And once you exercise that muscle, you really know and you're with that right mindset that this isn't, it's not the person standing in front of me that's causing me whatever it is or that's preventing me from carrying out whatever I need to carry out. It's really ultimately only from Hashem. So you also turn to Hashem, and the next stage is going to be Gams Litova, and then we have the Lama, which hopefully, Merit Hashem, we're going to be discussing tomorrow. Another point that I wanted to bring up is from Tiv Ha'emunah. And he speaks about, this is Rav Gamliel Rabinovich, highly recommended safer. It's very hard to get a hold of. I think it was actually out of print. And it's one of the svarim that I quote from 
quite frequently, and um, I was introduced to it by Rabbitton Fink, who also just held over a beautiful idea and understanding. And she always says that when a person says about a Dvar Torah, oh, I heard that already, it means that they haven't changed following that Dvar Torah, following that idea or understanding. Because if a person heard a Dvar Torah and then changed based on that, then the next time that they hear that Dvar Torah, they're really hearing it from a different perspective with different ears. And then we would never say, oh, I've heard that idea already or... I've already, right, I've learned that understanding, and that's really the, the hischadjus in Divrei Torah. So he says in Tivhai Muna how a person is always supposed to be saying, Emir Hashem, Be'ezra Hashem, and when a person is saying that, Emir Hashem, Be'ezra Hashem, he really has to mean it. Fortunately, we're used to saying, Emir Hashem, Be'ezra Hashem. I know I work with a certain person a certain colleague of mine who did not grow up with that, even though she grew up in a Haredi family. And when you ask her something or how are you doing, she just says, good. She doesn't add those words of Baruch Hashem or Mertz Hashem, Ezra Hashem, whatever it may be. And really that's, again, that's putting us in the mindset of, I'm going to try to carry this out, Imir Hashem, if Hashem wants. You're reminding yourself that really everything is being carried out only if Hashem wants. And that's really what, what Rav Gamliel is saying, is that it's a big avoda. If we're used to this phrase, then it's an even bigger avoda, because then we have to remind ourselves that it's not just a phrase that we're saying. It's something that we really have to ponder and focus on when we're saying it in order to really mean it. And he says over there, when something isn't going according to plan, and I said initially, Imer Hashem, so then why am I getting so upset and so frustrated if I said that, Imer Hashem? Meaning it's really a taina against the person that they didn't really mean it with an entire heart, that Imer Hashem and Be'ezer Hashem. So I think the avoda for today, Imer Hashem, is to, first of all, remind ourselves that when we're in this difficult situation, try to acquire that mindset of this is only coming from Hashem. And with that mindset, even in the smallest situations, only then approach the situation. I will tell you that when I lecture, and sometimes when I lecture um, in accounting, 20-year-olds, it's not always a piece of cake. And sometimes I find myself in a very frustrated situation, and I actually, I don't rebuke them, and I don't respond, I don't react to things that are frustrating or annoying me, because I'm not holding in the right mindset. And I really think that the same goes for any situation, and definitely for Chinuch is that when a person is not holding in that good um, positive outlook or that constructive outlook of we said this is Ratzon Hashem, Kach Hashem then the rebuke is really coming from a negative perspective, from a negative uh, point and it's dangerous to be giving rebuke, to be giving tochecha, to try to be educating in that situation, especially if a person is bakas, is angry. We know that and why is that? Because they removed Hashem from the situation, from that specific situation, from that circumstance. So I think that this is really our avoda for today, and b'chlal is to try to remind ourselves this kach Hashem in the situation, to have that right, right mindset. And a very practical avoda is when we say that, really try to tap into it, really try to mean it. So in the meantime, Hatzacha Rabbah, Kotov.